Um, we want to continue. We're, we're closing out um, talking about Satan's purpose. And uh, we're going into the other confrontation that he had. We've been, look, we've been talking about uh, Satan's strategies. Amen. And one of the things that I've, I've told you is that Satan's strategy, what, what, if you can remember, uh, one of his strategies to get you out of his God's will. The other strategy is to get you out of God's word. Come on, somebody. And the other thing that Satan wants you to do is he wants, you, he wants to rob you of the blessings. He wants to uh, cause you to miss out on the blessings or misuse your blessings. Amen. Or not appreciate your blessings. And so today I want to talk about, today I want to talk about our defense. Amen. How do we defend ourselves against Satan's purpose? Isn't that something? Amen. How do you defend yourself? What do you do? Some people uh, stand up and they rebuke him. Amen. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And, and yet they still struggle. Amen. Some people uh, think they can shout their way out of Satan's attacks. Amen. But there's a right way to do things and there's a wrong way to do things. Amen. And, and I want to help you today to t talk to you about the only defense that you have. And we'll look at scripture today. One of the things, so your only defense, number one, is the inspired word of God. That is your defense against Satan. The only way that you can beat him. He knows the word just as much as you know the word. And here's the thing. This is why it's important for us to meditate on the word and get to understand the word. Because if you understand the word, then you can defeat him. Amen. The only inspired word, only the inspired word can reveal, watch this, and defeat the devil's lies. Are you with me? You cannot reason with Satan. Some people try to reason with Satan as Eve did, and she was what? Deceived. Amen. Uh, you, 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 can, you can't converse with the devil. Amen. You can't do that. Sometimes we try to talk to the devil. You can't talk to the devil. You have to know what to use in your defense system to defeat him. Amen. And let me say this. Man's wisdom is no match for him. Amen. Let me tell you something. Satan is cunning. Are you with me? He is very, very cunning. Satan will have you thinking you're doing the right thing. Watch this, but it's not according to the word of God. It's according to your wisdom. And you thinking that, oh, well, I'm old and I've been around a little while. This is how I handled it before. But if you don't handle it with the word, the only thing that can defeat him is the word of God. Amen. There isn't any strategy, amen, apart from the word of God that can defeat him. That's why he fights us from getting to the word. And here's the other thing. Satan cannot live in truth. Amen. Because the Bible says he's a liar. He is the father of lies. And he will always, listen, 
Isn't it amazing how easy it is to believe a lie? Right? You know, you know it's a lie, but for some reason you want it to be true. Come on, somebody. Because it fits your situation. And that's how Satan gets us. He gets us to live according to what? The lies. And so, first thing I want to consider is, I want to look at Jesus' defense. How Jesus defeated him. So, But before we do that, I want you to go to Psalm 119. And I want to show you something. <clears throat> Psalm 119. I love Psalm 119. It is, it is, to me, it's one of the most amazing books in the Bible. And, and, and I love, uh, go to verse 9. And so as I said, man's wisdom is no match for Satan's sneers and his cunning and deceitful darts that he throws at us. Uh, we only have one defense, and that is the word of God. Psalm 119 and verse 9. Look what it says. It says, how can a young man, how can a young man keep his way pure? Ain't that something? It says, by what? By keeping it, what? You see, we all have a idea, right? Where we say, well, okay, uh, this is what it means to live for God, right? Satan wants us to come up with our own little way of living. Things that we make up in our minds. Well, I think this is right. But the Bible says, how can a young man keep his way pure? It says by what? Keeping it according to what? Your word. Are you seeing that? It says, verse 10, it says, with all my heart, I have what? Sought you. So not only must you keep the word, but you must seek God. And here's the thing. If you make it your pursuit in life, to get closer to God, to seek God, you'll find him. And here's how you'll find him. You, you can only find him through his what? Word. The word is what gives you direct. If you don't read the word, if you don't get in it, amen, there's nothing to talk about. And you don't have a defense system. Amen. Why do you think we take vitamins? You may not be sick, but you take vitamins to do what? To protect yourself from anything that may come in. It's the same thing with the word of God. Amen? And so when you read the word and memorize the word, and I'm going to get to that in a minute, and, 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 and meditate on the word of God, you begin to understand and see things clearly that you would not have seen had you not went to the word. Amen? The scripture that we talked about was in Luke chapter 6, verse 35, and it says, and he was, he was good to the unthankful and the evil. And I started to think about that. I started to really think about that because the context says those who persecute you, talk about you, and, and, and are evil to you, don't you return anything to them. And it shows that even Jesus was good to those, here's what I'm trying to say to you. The world tells us, this is what Satan wants us to do. Satan wants us to retaliate to those people who are evil towards you. Amen. Those people who are unthankful or ungrateful in your life, he wants you to return evil to them. But that's not how Jesus said to do it. Jesus said the way you do it 
is you continue to be good to them. I'm just giving you an illustration of how to use the word in your life. Yeah, everything inside of you says, you know what, I'm going to write them off. But the word says do it this way because Jesus is our what? Example. And if Jesus is our example, then guess what? If we do what he did, we can defeat the enemy. Do I have anybody? Give God a praise. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Look what, the, look what the writer says. He says, with all my heart I've sought you. Do not let me what? Wander from your what? May I say this to you, saints? Here's how people fall out of church. When they start wandering away from the word. It's not so much the church. It's the word. When you're not reading. Come on, somebody. When you're not meditating, that's what you learn in 201. When you're not doing these things, all of a sudden, you start drifting back. You miss one day, right? Then you miss another day. Then you're like, oh, I'll pick it up on Friday. But let me ask you this. You eat every day, don't you? You don't forget to eat, don't you? Don't you? Amen. And so if you're not eating spiritually, then how can you grow spiritually? Does that make sense? That makes sense, doesn't it? And it's the simple things that Satan will start infiltrating in to get. And listen, he's so cunning. Listen, all of a sudden he suggests certain things to you. And then you're like, oh, well, you know, yeah, I, I ain't got to do it today. You know, I'm, you know. You, I'll catch up this evening. You didn't say that about breakfast, did you? Some of you are like, well, I don't eat breakfast. Hey, all right, I get that. But you eat lunch. <laughs> Amen. You eat dinner and you snack all day long. <laughs> Come on, somebody. How can a young man keep his way pure? You know, look what he says here. He says, do not let me wander from your commandments. What did the writer understand? What was he saying? What was he dealing with? He was saying, man, please, God, don't let me fall away from your word. Because he understood how important it was. Look at verse 11. He says, your word I have what? Treasured in my heart that I may what? That I may not sin against who? You. Because he understood that if I don't know God's word, then I'm liable to what? To fall into what? Sin. And that's, let me say this to you. That's where Satan wants you. Satan wants you to keep these little secrets in your heart. Amen. He just, he doesn't want you to talk about them. He just wants you to think that you're doing the right thing when you're doing the wrong thing. Are you with me? Amen. All right. So let's look at Jesus' defense. Go to Matthew chapter 4. Any questions or comments? Amen. Right now, we'll take that. Matthew chapter 4. Let's look at how Jesus handled the enemy. Now, you know, this is a very familiar passage. But yet, <clears throat> may I say this? <clears throat> Don't become so comfortable with your walk that you overlook the obvious 
or the things that you already know. Listen, I'm reading back through the book of Luke right now. Now, I, I'm reading this every day. I'm reading a chapter, right? And every day I'm pulling out something new. I've read it before, but the word is new every morning, just like his mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. God's word is rich. Watch this, y'all. Watch this. Look at, look at, look at verse, four, uh, verse 1. It says, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now, who was leading Jesus? Now, in chapter 3, he had been baptized. See, this is what they don't tell you. After you've committed your life to Christ, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be great. You're going to go through some trials and some tests. But may I say this to you? He's giving you the weapons that you need to fight. Fight through those battles. Amen. Matter of fact, he's given you the cheat sheet to the test. I don't think you hear what I'm saying. You don't have to write it on your hand. You don't have to write it on your arms. You just open the word. That's your cheat sheet. And he shows you how to defeat the enemy. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Text says that the spirit led him up to the wilderness. To be what? To be tempted by who? The devil. Right? Look what it says. And after he had fasted, see, he had done a spiritual thing. After he had fasted, what? 40 days and 40 nights, he then became what? Hungry. And the tempter came. Notice when the Satan comes. When you're fasting, when you're in the word... You're strong. Your defense system is up, right? But the moment that you come out of the spirit and back into the flesh, amen, guess, guess what happens? There is your test. And what I'm trying to say this morning is you have to know how to operate, amen, while in the flesh using your defense system. Don't just forget all about it, all right, what you've learned while you were in the spirit. So in other words, you have to learn how to practice walking in the spirit, but also how to practice walking in the flesh while thinking on the spirit. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I just said something. I just said, that went, whew, that went up 288 already. Watch, watch what it said. Watch what it said in verse 3. The tempter came and said to him, if you are... The son of God. Now the first thing that Satan will try to get you to do is to doubt who you are in Christ. I wish I had somebody. But, but watch this. But, but also, he says, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Now what, what Satan was suggesting is that Jesus would use his power to do something ridiculous. Amen. Pride. Amen. If you, yeah, well, if you, if you big and bad, well, why don't you move this, lift up this car right here? You know, you know, I mean, just use what God has given you 
for something that has no meaning. Watch this. He says, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. But he answered and said, but he answered and said what? It is what? It is what? Who answered? Jesus. Jesus now being God, I'm trying to help somebody. Jesus being God, right? But in the flesh. And what we see about Jesus, this is where we see his humanity. Amen. We see the divine being wrapped up in humanity, but yet he was with temptation, but yet without sin. Him being God and him being man. Now watch this. Now, he's tempted by Satan. Adam and Eve was tempted, and guess what? They didn't pass that test. Am I right? But watch this. Here Jesus is teaching us something. This is why I said earlier, don't overlook the obvious. Watch what it says. The text says, Jesus responds to him, not with, I rebuke you, Satan. Not with, look, Satan does not have a horn or a pitchfork. As a matter of fact, Satan was the most beautiful thing that God ever created. So don't be surprised that Satan shows up as something that you love, not like love. I don't think, I don't think you heard what I said right there. He'll show up as something you love because if he shows up as something you don't love, you will reject it. I wish I had somebody. He was the most beautiful, most cunning person that God had ever created. But watch this. Watch this. But now in his fallen condition, he can take on many forms. Ah, Because he is a spirit. The only thing that can draw him out is the word. You have to put it to the test by the word. The text says... Jesus replies, it is written, man. <laughs> man shall not live on what? Bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus responds with a word. Man, ask you something. When you fall into your situations in life, do you respond with a word? Nine times out of ten, we don't. Am I right? Come on, tell the truth. We don't, we, matter of fact, we don't even think about the word. What we're thinking about is my current situation. Come on, somebody. We're thinking about, man, how am I going to get out of this? We're thinking solution when we should go to the solution. We're making up our own solution when we should be going to the word. God, now how do I go through this? How do I get through this? Where in your word can you bring me comfort this morning? Somebody here this morning, you need a word from God to help you with where you are right now. Look at this. Look at the, Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if, notice again, if you are the son of God. Now, there's two things he's doing here, right? The if suggests that he's, He's playing on them, right? <clears throat> like, yeah, you may not be, but if you are, prove it to me. Listen, here's, here's a word for you. 
Stop trying to prove something to Satan. Stop trying to prove yourself to people. Because oftentimes, Satan is using them to cause you to try to get out of, your, get out of the spirit and get into the flesh. Prove it to me. That's what he's trying to tell them right here. Watch what he says. He says the devil took him, he put him there, and he said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. Now watch this. For it is what? I know we can't see. Take the lights down, darn, a little bit. Uh, it's, for it's written, he will what? Now, now hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. When we started this series off, we started off talking about how Satan de deceived Eve, right? And how Satan took God's word, well, Eve took God's word, added to it, and distorted it. And, but Satan did also. But here's the thing that you need to know, and I've said this before. You ready for this? Satan knows the word just as much as you know it. As a matter of fact, he knows it better than you. A lot of us do not, listen, if Satan has spent time understanding and knowing the word of God, right? What about you? How can you let Satan outdo you? Oh, come on, help me somebody. How did he know, how, how did he know where it was written? Huh? Of course. But how did he know where to go? Now, let me show you something. What's so ironic about what he quoted, he quoted a scripture out of context. This is why you have to exegete the passage correctly. Let me break that down for you. In other words, when you read the scriptures, you got to get understanding. You can't just grab a scripture from here, grab a scripture from there, and say, Satan, there you go. Satan does that. That's what he isoges the passage. That means adding to it. Whereas we are to exegete the passage means to draw out what's in there in context. So when you, you ever seen people just throw scriptures at you from all over the place, they're throwing scriptures at you. That, listen, that's what Satan did. He quoted a scripture, Psalm 90, about himself being crushed by Jesus. He didn't read the whole context, but so he grabbed the passage of scripture that was, watch this, that was good for his motives. That he wanted to use for his own purpose and not the benefit, come on somebody, of Jesus. But he thought he could use scripture. Watch, this is how people get deceived into false teaching. He, he thought he could use scripture to get a common ground with Jesus to get him to give in to his temptation. That's what the text said. text says... And he says it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and on his hands they will bear you up so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Now if you read the Psalm 90 passage, 
you'll find out that that's not what the context was talking about. The context was talking about how an enemy, which was Satan, would be crushed by Jesus. See, we have to be very careful when we grab a scripture, amen, and just try to use it for our own purposes. So not only must we know the word, but we must get correct understanding of the word. Amen. If you are a student of the word, amen, you are better equipped to handle the temptations that come in your life. You don't just come to Bible study every week just because you come so that you can become a student of the word of God, saints. You heard what I said? A what? A student of the word. Because if Satan knows the word, then what should you know? You should know the word even better than him. Amen. Watch the text. Verse 7, Jesus said to him, on the other hand, it is written, you shall what? Now, it seems like they're going back and there's a written, this, this little challenge right here, right? You say it's written, I say it's written. It's written, it's written, right? He says, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Verse 8. Now, notice this. Satan does not leave right away. He doesn't just run away, y'all. Your defense is to know the word. You have to know, understand the word. Watch this. Watch what he says. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain, showed him all the kings of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you. If you fall down, and what? You see, Satan wants us to be full of pride, selfishness, but ultimately what Satan wants, he wants, uh, he wants our worship. May I say this to you, whatever you spend time with the most is what you worship. And if he, and listen, this is why Sunday mornings when the choir is singing, you have one opportunity. He wants you to worship that problem. He wants you to worship that circumstance that you're going through. Amen. He wants your worship, y'all. And this is what he was trying to tell Jesus. But look what Jesus said. And Jesus said, go Satan. For it is what? What is, what has Jesus was consistent. Imagine something. Your next circumstance. Can you go to the word? And find what you need? Listen, everything that I read. Going through the book of Luke. Has been fitting for my life for each day. I've been reading it. Every, every scripture I've read. Even this morning as I was reading. Disciples, I'm in chapter 9 now. The disciples were saying, uh, who's going to be the greatest? <laughs> who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom? Jesus said, listen, there ain't going to be no great people here. He says, matter of fact, the least among us will be the greatest. The least among us 
will be the greatest. So what I'm saying is don't ever overlook anybody. Because just when we think we have arrived, come on somebody. God says it's not about how much good works you've done. It's not about talking about what you have done. It's about being, watch it, it's about being a servant. And in that same passage, amen, comes the passage that we did in, in, at camp. I, I'm sorry, that was chapter 7. Amen. Look what it says next. He says, Jesus said, go for it is written. What? You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him. And then, see, what you got to understand is this. Your best defense is to be consistent with the word. Right? So when I panic, and I do sometimes, I go to word. But I'm consistent. I consistently quote the scriptures in my mind. All of a sudden, the scripture will just come up in my spirit. That's the Holy Spirit giving me what I need. You have to be consistent with Satan because guess what? He's consistent. Amen. You hear what I said? I'm saying one more time. Satan is consistent. He doesn't hit or miss. He's consistent. And he'll attack you with the same thing over and over and over again. And just when you think you've gotten over that, here it comes again. But you have to be consistent. By Jesus was consistent with the word. He didn't just use it. Now, listen, he didn't get another thing I want to say. Ooh, I want to say this to you. I got so much I want to say. <laughs> Watch this. Don't get intimidated by people who quote scripture back to you. Amen. Don't get intimidated because they got a doctor behind their name or they're a pastor or preacher or whatever the case may be or, or deacon, whatever the case. Don't get intimidated by that because that's exactly what Satan was trying to do. He said, oh yeah, it's written? Well, guess what? I know it's written too. And he tried to get Jesus off his game, but you have to hold on and be consistent. Don't drop that Bible. Amen. But now listen, don't be in the Bible. You know, some people go overboard. Uh, I, I don't think you can ever go over, overboard, but don't get so spiritual you know earthly good. Amen. There's a time and place. Jesus set aside early in the morning. He spent time with God. Amen. In prayer, and now we have the scriptures, we can study the word of God, and then you go on, and here's the main thing about, about being in the word. Here's the main thing about being the word. You can have all this head knowledge, but if you don't apply it, it means nothing. You got to walk that thing out. You got to put some flesh and some bones on it so that when your enemy strikes you, you turn the other cheek. Uh-huh. Amen. If somebody talk about you, you pray for them. Amen. You don't get angry. The Bible says get angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down your anger so whatever issues you have go. See, this is what I'm trying to show you. This is how you apply it. He wants you to know it. That's another part of his strategy. He wants you to know it but not apply it. It does not happen for you and you will not see the power of the word in your life until you apply it. Are y'all with me? Look what Jesus said. Look at verse 11. It says, then what? Then the devil what? Ha! Left him. And behold what? Angels came 
and began to minister to him. Are you with me? So, so the first thing we have to do is what? If we're, going to be, if we're going to have victory over Satan's devices, we have to know the word. The second thing is we must memorize the word of God. We must what? Memorize. You hear what I said? Memorize the what? The word of God. Go to, um, go to Psalm 37. Now let me ask you this. How did Jesus know where to go? I, he was the word, but he had it what? Remember, he was still in the flesh. So he had it what? Memorized. So those of you who do not do memory scripture every week, amen, it's a good time to start. There's a reason I give you memory scripture every week, because you can at least have a word in your heart. I'll never forget the scripture that I memorized um, uh, many, many years ago. There are tons of scriptures we used to do in Bible study. Amen. And, 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 and the beautiful thing about it is at the appropriate time, the word just pops up in my mind. Right when I'm in the midst of a situation, the word, anybody that happens to you, the word just pops up in your mind. You're like, wow, where did that come from? Amen. Is God real or what? Psalm 37. And verse 23, what does it say there? When your steps are ordered by God, you don't have to worry about what's... Listen, you don't have to worry about it because you know God is with you. He says the steps of a good of a man, I believe the King James says a good man, it says he delights in his way. And when he falls, he will not be what? Hurled headlong. In other words... He's going to come close, but he's going to get bounced right back up. Because what? Because the Lord is the one who what? The Lord is the one who does what? <laughs> I don't think you hear me, man. <laughs> the steps of a man. Your steps are ordered by God. And if you believe that today, you cannot allow the things that's happening in your life to cause you to forget that. Watch what he says. He says, verse 25, he says, says I've been what? And now I'm old. Yet I've never seen the what? Now remember what the Remember what I say, who are the righteous? What is righteousness? Right living. If you're living right, this applies to you. Amen. But I've never seen the righteous, what? Forsaking or their seed or their descendant begging bread. So we must learn to meditate on the word of God. Amen. Listen to this, meditation is to the soul what digesting food is to our stomach. Are you with me? That's what meditation is. Number, number three, I'm sorry, number, so we must meditate, memorize. The next thing we must do is meditate. All right, meditate. Um, 
day and night. Psalm 1, it says you'll be like a tree planted firmly by the streams of water and in whatever he does, he what? He prospers. And lastly, you must use the word. Our minds must become a spiritual computer saturated with scripture, able to apply the truth immediately when tempted and tested by Satan. Are you with me? The Holy Spirit will bring to mind those portions, watch this, that you need for your circumstance. Are you with me? Amen? Amen. Remember this. God's promises is to protect us only when we're obedient to him. See, when you're not obedient to God, you are out of the will of God. And remember, remember this now. Satan wants you out. We already talked about that. He wants you out of the what? Out of the will of God. All right? So, as I close today, I want to say this to you. Number one, you got to know your defense system. What's that? Know the word of God. Memorize the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. And lastly, what? Use the word of God. All right? Uh, next week, I want to talk about, the next thing I want to talk about, and some of you are going to like this one, the other strategy of Satan, not only is Satan the deceiver, but Satan the destroyer. And I want to talk about Satan's attack on Job. But I want to talk about Satan's attack on our bodies. Health. He wants, listen, if he can't get you out the word, he'll try to get your body. He'll try to get you, he'll try to get you with sickness. And here's what he's going to do to get you out of and start questioning whether or not God is real. We'll look at Job next week. Amen.